Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome to the 8th episode of Interlude Army. Today we'll be talking about BTS's performance on James Corden, J-Hope and Taehyung's TikTok, Jungkook's selfie, and more. We also interviewed Dr. Murray Stein, the author of Jung's Map of the Soul. Let's get it! Welcome to Interlude Army. I'm Roseanne. And I'm Jose. Reminder for our next giveaway. After we hit 5,000 followers, we're giving all of BTS's albums. That's right, from their debut album, Too Cool for School, to their most recent, Map of the Soul 7. And that is including their Japanese albums. We're taking entries now. Following Interlude Army on Himalaya equals one entry. Becoming a premium member for Interlude Army on Himalaya equals two entries. So one if you just follow, three if you will become a premium member. Email your premium member screenshot to interludearmygiveaway at gmail.com. We are also giving away the books called Map of the Soul Persona and Map of the Soul Shadow, both written by Dr. Murray Stein. Dr. Stein explores the idea of persona and also the dark recesses of our psyche, as well as the shadow images in BTS's latest song from their album, Map of the Soul 7. This giveaway is open to premium members. Please send your screenshot of confirmation to interludearmygiveaway at gmail.com. Even though you've entered in previous premium giveaways, you could still re-enter. So how are you doing this week Roseanne how was your last week your weekend uh I've been addicting I've been addicting girl (laughs) (laughs) my English is so so it's a process you've been addicting oh my god other than being a hot mess like we've been the last I don't even know of I've been like addicted to upgrading stuff in my house I fixed up a bunch Mm -hmm. of things that I've been putting off for a while and so that has been my project for this lockdown. <laughs> and yeah, I, I'm going to show you guys pictures, actually. I'm going to share it on the Himalaya Premium Community. I'm going to show you guys screenshots there and maybe do like a little house tour when everything's done. How about you, Jose? Well, me, as 
pretty much the same as last <laughs> week. <laughs> like, we are still at home mm -hmm. trying to find new stuff to watch on Netflix or Hulu <gasps> that I haven't watched. Wait, did I get to watch? Did I ask if you watched Tiger King? No, I have not. I know everybody's talking about it, but I haven't actually had oh, the chance. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Is it really good? Like, it's it's funny. It's just kind of weird that there's people like that that really exist. And it's just become a meme online, so... Oh, okay. I'll definitely watch it then. Is it a documentary? Yeah, like a film or a is, show? Or it is a documentary. So that you see live... Like, I think I, that's what I enjoy about documentaries. Like, you see films of these actual people and the actual events. Oh, okay. So... But, I mean, other than, like, watching stuff, I've been busy with homework. Um, I have, like, a paper that I need to write. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that get I still on. haven't even started. <laughs> We've been procrastinating. Yeah, I guess it's the whole, like, not having, like, any chance to go out or anything. Just being at home. I'm like, oh, why am I procrastinating when I'm, like, literally here and I can do it? I'm just not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm doing other homework except that one paper that's, like, a major part of the a percentage of my grade. But I think I'll get on I'm it sure. as, like, I don't know, soon. I'm sure. I'll, I'll <laughs> message you about it. Jose, did you do your paper? I was kidding. <laughs> well, uh, last week, actually, we got the performance of BTS for James Corden's, uh, what was it called? Home Fest, right? Well, the whole special, yeah, it was titled Home Fest, obviously. Because everybody's at home and all the <laughs> special guests that he had on were live streaming from their home. <laughs> you know, I was kind of low-key hoping that they would perform in their house or in their new home. Because I've been oh. very curious mm -hmm. about, you know, how their house, how their place looks like. Because, you know, how they did, like, music videos before. Uh, oh, what music video parody did they do in their, like, old place? Do you remember? Was it Blood, Sweat, and Tears? I think it was blood, sweat, and tears because some people have online have even posted like the two side by side because they really tried to recreate the video. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what did you think about their performance or their dance? Well, actually, like, um, I was 50-50. 50% of my theory was that they were going to be in their actual home. And then 50%, I was theorizing, you know what? They're going to do what they did for like Armypedia where they were in their practice room. And that's what ended up happening. They were in the practice room. <laughs> I mean, I guess that is their home in a sense. Like, Big Hit is their home. So it does kind of make sense, you know? And they performed Boy With Love, which was... I was surprised, by the way. I thought for sure they would do On. Because that's their latest single. That's their newest track. The the one that they, have I think, would want to promote with their newest album. I am curious as to seeing, like, why... They chose Boy With Love, you know? You know, my theory behind that was probably because On is usually performed with a, a whole squad of a dance crew. And mm -hmm. I don't know if they just thought it was better to do Boy With Love because they don't mm -hmm. have the whole squad. <laughs> that was just, you know. Like the backup dancers and the drummers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they didn't have the... Yeah, I, I don't know if that's hmm. the reason why. I didn't actually think about that, that. But, I mean, I can see where you're coming from because if you would think about it, every performance that we have gotten of on, even the dance practice has mm -hmm. been with... The backup the, dancers. The stuff. backup dancers. Yeah. So that does make sense. And I can see that. But I honestly think that they could also perform it without. Yeah, the they dancers. could. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't, I, don't, I, ha I don't have any doubts that they've actually practiced without. 
the mm-hmm. dancers as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I also was thinking, other than the setting, whether it was going to be at their actual home or not, I was also thinking that they were going to do an acoustic performance. Ah, but um, yeah. either way, I mean, it's content and we're happy as ARMY. I noticed, so during the, the practice, I mean, not only did they have like, I always look at their fashion. That's one thing. Like when it comes to like airport fashion, dance practice fashion, it's always interesting to look at. But also their dance, mm-hmm. they seemed a lot more like chill, right? When doing this choreography. I also feel like they were like, you know what? Like, let's perform. But at the same time, this has to be like a chill yeah. like yeah. vibe, you know? Speaking about content, they've been at home giving us content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. We got TikTok content from J-Hope and Young Plus, plus yes. a rare Pokemon appeared, <laughs> Jungkook. Jungkook finally Who's that Pokemon? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Now I'm glad that they're feeding us content from home right now because we need it. J-Hope actually, he tweeted, Mm -hmm. not tweeted, but well, he did. I actually don't have to correct myself. He tweeted and posted on TikTok. TikToked? How do you say that? TikToked? TikToked? TikTotered? I don't know. I don't know what the verb is for TikTok when you TikTok. So maybe TikTok d with a d. With a d. <laughs> I, I saw that. I would, I've never done that before. The whole like where you have to keep your eyes open and then blink at a certain time. Uh-huh. That was his. That was his video. I found that really fascinating. I don't know why we watched that video over and over again because I was like amazed how it was. <laughs> legit six seconds well the thing is that like i i think it was like really uh even surprising i would say was because they hadn't um uploaded anything on tiktok like it had True. it had been a while and so as soon as i saw the tweet you know of jehovah and i was like oh my god he posted on tiktok like <laughs> let's go see what it is and then i think the day after he posted another one like it was like yeah what? eagle yeah yeah it was ego but it was like really cool like he did like um i don't know how you how you would call the i guess it's a filter or animation type of thing it looks like a domino effect like it starts Uh. at the top and then like the same motion keeps going so if you look at the last frame like the it's weird to describe you guys have to go see it like go on tiktok yesterday from when we're filming this yeah the, the same video that they posted on TikTok, they also posted it on Twitter. And it's literally the captions of this video says, if you're bored, talk to TV. <laughs> That's what it says when you translate it. Yeah. And it's a video of Taehyung like mimicking uh, a performance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On, from, from TV. <laughs> well, it's a it's a YouTube video, I believe. And it's a cover of um, Halsey's and the Chainsmokers song. Oh, Closer or something like that. Isn't it called Closer or something like that? It was super cute. Like, you just see him literally <laughs> following the movements of the singer on the TV. And singing it. But it, it's cool because he was pr- also promoting, like, a stay-at-home challenge. Definitely. Type mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did they did do, like, a hashtag stay-at-home challenge. Mm-hmm. Kind of and if you see on the video, there's, like, these... I guess you would call them stickers, right? Or something. Um, there's one with like it says stay home on the top and well what I noticed is like 
is this her house? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, we've never really gotten footage of their of their living mm-hmm. room or anything. If this is their uh, living room, it's really pretty. Uh, yeah, you think that's their living room? Because the TV is huge. It is. And by the way, there was one video where we can actually see one of the paintings that he bought from Mark Dominus, who we had as a special guest on here. So if you guys haven't checked that episode out, we recommend it. Please do. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't know how they spotted it, but it was like a reflection off the door of the painting. It's just yeah, it's so cool. But I miss Yontan though. I'm so glad he posted updated videos of him because <laughs> <laughs> super cute. Like, and then somebody on Twitter I saw that edited together because there's this um, uh, Yontan is at the door mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's just like there. He's not even like walking or anything. He's like just staring at. I, I'm I'm assuming it's V. That's filming him obviously yeah and um so they in they combined that video with Young dancing <laughs> the what? one that uh where he's dancing in front oh. of the tv and it's like yontan is watching him dance it's super edit. super super cute That's yeah cute. that only Young has posted and j-hope has posted like I mentioned, a rare Pokemon has decided yeah, to we, finally post. You have to use like a ultra rare Pokeball for, to catch this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, I have been counting. Um, it has actually been 28 days. Well, almost It a was month. about to be 29. So even almost a month since we got like a selfie of Jungkook. Mm-hmm. And he surprised us today. Early in the morning for me, I don't know how early it was for you, mm-hmm. um, he posted it on Weverse and with the simple caption of a purple heart. Like, we don't need <laughs> anything else. He just put a purple heart and I'll take it. I'll take it because we were dehydrated. <laughs> we were we were dying over here. Well, we, we were starving. Roseanne, we were starving. We were starving. But like, we were... But the, the first thing I noticed is that his he no longer has highlights on his hair. I don't know if this is like an updated picture. It, I feel like it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the highlights on you his hair so? and he trimmed his bangs a little bit. I don't know. I don't maybe, know. But I mean, now that I think about it, yeah, like maybe he did dye his like hair like black or something. But do you think it could also be like the filter? If he used one or, like, the camera or something. It could be. It's a mystery now. We got to wait and see, like, how his hair <laughs> looks like. Yeah, like, oh come on, Jungkook. Give us a video. Do, yeah, give do us a, a TikTok. Oh, yeah, do a TikTok. You know, I honestly <laughs> thought Jungkook would be the one who would be spamming on TikTok. But I don't know. Maybe he's compiling videos right now. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I actually was also thinking maybe he could be, like, putting together another GCF, another Golden Closet film. Oh, you know? I can't wait. Hopefully, because um, I know he has a lot of footage. Because we haven't got one in a while, too. No, we haven't. But yes, uh, I'm super, super excited. Um, we Actually, we are super excited. We're going to have a special guest later in this episode. We are interviewing Dr. Murray Stein. How, how do you feel about this, Jose? Well, I'm super, super honored um and thankful mm-hmm. that we've gotten the opportunity you know um we know how busy he is and uh the fact that mm-hmm. he was able to squeeze us in his busy schedule um to be able to you know give us an interview i feel really 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 grateful and like i just think about like going back like when i first got into bts and then like thinking like now years after like i'm able to 
connect with people who actually like have influence on bts and it's just so crazy i'm like yes, it's, insane. it's insane and like honestly like to keep it real with y'all i'm gonna keep it real with our listeners roseanne and i i think you may be feeling the same thing like i was uh-huh. really 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 nervous before <laughs> during and i think even after we finished our interview i was still <laughs> nervous like oh my god did i do a good job did did we come off like smart or or like not intellectual right. No, the good thing is that, like, I tried reminding Jose, okay, we're not being tested. (laughs) Because, you know, we've been kind of researching all this, especially, like, we're so intrigued by psychology. And a lot of my information came from Dr. Murray Stein himself. And so I'm like, as long as we're not trying to answer questions, I think we're okay. (laughs) We'll just ask the questions. But, yeah, no, we were super, super nervous. And I'm glad the, I I think we did pretty good. What's crazy is that... Um, because in order for us to put everything together because of the time zone difference, yeah. um, Dr. Murray Stein lives in Switzerland and then we live here in the U S and so the time zone difference was so huge. Mm-hmm. So Jose had to <laughs> stay up till two in the morning <laughs> to record this interview Well, it was 12 for me, <laughs> but I was, I yeah. swear, I was, like, wide awake, though. You were wide awake? I was wide awake because I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think if, because I, I I actually took, like, two Red Bulls <laughs> right before. I was like, I need to stay up. I need to be, uh, with energy, I cannot be, like, falling asleep throughout oh this. Gosh, like, no. I need to be professional. We were, like, reviewing questions. <laughs> you were like, I need to review this. We are done, obviously, by the time that you guys are listening to this mm-hmm. we're done and, and like the interview is is done and over with and i think we learned a lot actually mm-hmm. like on a serious note we like did. we did like honestly he is so smart and wise i was just like omg I like i think throughout i was listening but i think throughout i was like i can't believe this is actually happening, happening. <laughs> there was just so much information to take in and i feel like you guys will learn a lot from this as well like we had mm-hmm. a lot of questions and i hope that our questions also were some of your guys's questions <laughs> but yes maybe in the future we could have him as a guest again and maybe you guys could submit questions this time around and because there's just so much to learn from him so guys make sure to listen all the way the interview is at the end of this episode so look forward to that please (laughs) now moving on to our favorite segment love army we will be reading one letter but as always we'd like to remind you guys to please keep submitting them or audio recordings to interlude.army.podcast at gmail.com please don't feel discouraged if we haven't chosen your letter because we can always choose it for a future episode today's letter is from jocelyn magana so this is my story of how i became an army it all started in november december of 2017 i'm in geometry class and we have new seats my teacher places me next to a girl with orange hair So we've been talking for a while saying how we don't get the class until one day she says, do you want a card? I'm like, sure. I don't know what the hell she's talking about (laughs) until she gives me this card. I just sit there staring at the card confused. She then says he's a member of her favorite K-pop group, BTS, named Jimin. So she talks to me about them saying she's been an OG since 2013. 
Quick shout out to fans since 2013. You guys are amazing. <laughs> so from time to time, I watch the AMAs and I happened to watch it that year. So I'm watching the AMAs and the announcer says, later K-pop group BTS will perform. I'm like, hey, that's the group my classmate has been talking to me about. So when they performed DNA, I was really mesmerized by the stage performance. I love their choreography and the unison of them all together. So when the Ellen interview came out, I still didn't know the members' names. So when they had introductions, I was like, thank God, because I would have been lost. So I'm just sitting there on my bed watching this. Like all these guys look super cool and intimidating. And the first one that caught my eye was Jungkook. Ooh. <laughs> Girl, same. <laughs> His smile was so contagious. So then I thought, I want to explore more of their music. Over time, I watched a lot and I mean a lot of BTS videos. I watched getting to know BTS videos, BTS interviews, fan edits, etc. Since then, I've come to meet some new armies at my school and I'm still very close to that friend who introduced me to them. Well, that's very cool. Oh, I love how descriptive she was, Jocelyn. Like she gave us like quotes and stuff and like I... descriptions of how it went down, when it went down. Yeah. So no, this was a really interesting story because it's like not a like a whole dive into it. It was just kind of mm -hmm. like steps into getting BTS, which is really it's really cool to have someone um, introduced BTS to you. That's a really cool yeah. way of introducing the members. Like, hey, look at this photo card. This is exactly my like bias. just somebody telling you, like, hey, do you want a photo? I mean, not even a photo card. She just said, you want a card? And I'm, you yeah. know, like, it's Jimin. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Thank you so much, Jocelyn, for sharing your story with us. It was really fun. Are you listening to this episode on Himalaya? If you are, congratulations because you're already using the best new podcast app out there. Not only does Himalaya have tons of cool features like curated podcast playlists and collections along with personalized recommendations, but our brand new members-only version of this, Interlude Army Plus, is only available on the Himalaya app. When you become a member of Interlude Army Plus, you'll get all ad-free, exclusive episodes, giveaways, and more. You'll even get these episodes a day early. And the best part is, Interlude Army Plus is available for just $4.99 a month. So download Himalaya and join Interlude Army Plus today. Welcome back to Interlude Army. Today we have a very special guest joining us. We are very honored and excited to have the opportunity to speak to Jungian psychoanalyst, author, and lecturer, Dr. Murray Stein. He's the man behind the book, Jung's Map of the Soul, the very book BTS has based their Map of the Soul era around. Please welcome Dr. Murray Stein. Hello. How are you today? Oh, I'm just fine. <laughs> no, I'm really glad that you're taking the time to join us out here. And there's a lot of things that we are very interested and we're wondering about. And I know you have all the information about it. So can't wait. <laughs> So you've mentioned in the past how addressing your shadow could be a shattering experience, but it's necessary in order to truly know yourself, as well as keeping the shadow tempered. How do you address your shadow? Well, the shadow is um, an aspect of the personality that you tend to keep hidden from other people. You know, we develop a persona. Mm -hmm. um, that's the... That's the personality we show to other people. It's how we adapt to the world around us, how we fit in. 
persona means mask in Latin. It's the mask that actors wore on stage. Mm -hmm. right. So it's um, a somewhat um, artificial part of ourselves. It's how we learn to behave in a specific culture. And that's the, um, the aspect of ourselves that we show to other people. That leaves out quite a few of our uh, traits and features. And those that are left out, some of them we would be embarrassed to show to other people. We hide them. Um, they're not socially acceptable. Uh, we don't like to see ourselves in, uh, in that light. And so we tend to suppress them or repress them, as we say in psychoanalysis. And that means they become part of the unconscious and um, we aren't aware of them a lot of the time. Sometimes we do become aware of them. Um, and I'm thinking of things like um, selfishness, greed, envy, uh, competitiveness, rivalry, hatred, uh, things that we um, more or less try to keep under control or hide from ourselves and other people, mm -hmm. these features of our character. Now, when you um, face uh, some of those features, if you are called upon to do that, you're called out, so to speak, by your friends, your family, your spouse, your partner, uh, and you're shown yourself in a mirror by the other person or by the uh, surrounding people, um, uh, and you have to look in that mirror, that's a shattering experience because you don't mm. think of yourself that way. Right. And yet it's very important to see that because it's a part of who you are. And uh, so in, um, in analysis, we spend quite a lot of time um, taking a look at the unaccepted uh, and uh, unsavory features of our personality so that we've got, we can become more aware of them. And if we become more aware of them, we have a better chance to keep them under some kind of control and also mm -hmm. to use some of the energy that, th that, are, that is stored in those parts of the personality because what you repress, uh, um, when you repress these um, features, uh, you also sacrifice part of your um, um, endowment of, um, of um, resource and energy. So as you become more aware of them and you can modify them, you can use some of the energy that's stored up in them. For instance, mm -hmm. you can, you can um, take your uh, aggressive energy and turn it into assertiveness that you need to make, a, make your way through the world. God. It's good to be assertive. It's not so good to be aggressive. Yeah. And aggression can be modified. But to see the shadow in, it, in all of its starkness, the way we sometimes have to do when we're confronted, is shattering. And it makes us question ourselves and, and uh, change our self-image. Got it. Right. Now, is there a way that you could help us understand the meaning of the number seven? Past there being just seven members, you kind of you went and and fully explained this through your shadow excerpt. Well, the um, album is titled "Map of the Soul Seven, and I did think about that. Of course, there are seven members. Mm -hmm. I think they've been together for seven years, um, and in this period of time, they've formed a very tight unit. You know, they live together, um, they work together, um, they spend uh, most of their waking hours together, and they have formed a, a, um, a single unit called BTS. The number seven is what's called a prime number. 
it can be divided only by one and itself. It cannot be divided by other numbers. So that means it has a, um, uh, a very strong stability aspect to it and um, identity. Uh, so the number seven indicates something they've achieved in the course of their work and lives together, living together, mm -hmm. uh, a kind of very, very tight unit uh, that cannot be divided. And so they act as one. I think of BTS as a single personality with seven aspects. Uh, mm -hmm. They are seven individuals, but they really act as one. But also the number seven has other meanings in, in culture and, and symbology. Um, you know, we live in a seven-day week, mm -hmm. seven days in it. And this comes out of the Bible. It's a biblical construction uh, that mm -hmm. God created the world in six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. So the number seven is a unit of completion. Uh, the week mm -hmm. is complete at seven. And so one thinks of um, seven also as the... Um, uh, fulfillment or completion of a work. And it may be that that's what BTS is signaling with this number that they've been, um, they've completed what they want to do in this phase of their lives and their career. It's come to a, a, a moment of fulfillment and completion with this album. And we don't know what's going to come in the next week or the next stage. Right. I get the feeling that they're completing something, that they're they're bringing something to an end with this album. God. Wow, that's amazing because they've even stated that this is very, a uh, very personal album themselves. So hearing what the seven, the number seven means more than just the number seven and the, there being seven members, it all makes more sense. <laughs> um, so now you have suggested that the group is about to enter something called the midlife, not midlife as in ages, literally. Uh, why do you think that it's starting to happen now rather than earlier or later? Well, again, it has to do with this sense of, of, of a phase being completed. Um, <laughs> in the individuation process, um, a phase of life, what we call the first half of life, gets completed around the age typically the age of 35 to 40. And that's when the midlife uh, transformation or the midlife crisis, as it's sometimes called, sets in. Mm -hmm. And it's a period then of um, adjustment, change, transformation, and new beginnings uh, come out of that. So uh, my feeling is that uh, while these BTS members are not at that age, they have reached a stage in their development that is going to require a transition, a transformation, something mm -hmm. new, a new kind of BTS is going to come out of this. Mm -hmm. And that means there will probably be a period, a transitional period. We could call that the midlife of the group, um, the, group the group's life, uh, in which they will undergo, um, um, well, you see this in the album, uh, the darkness of endings, the um, sense of grief and loss, the anxiety about uh, decline. Uh, mm -hmm. All of those are features of the midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the um, BTS has reached such a, an extraordinary peak of um, success and fame in the world 
that they, um, they're suffering uh, from um, very understandable anxiety. This can't last. And what happens after this? Mm -hmm. What happens when the peak has been reached and then you go into something else, a decline, maybe they'll disappear for a while, maybe mm -hmm. they'll go into seclusion for a while. Um, one doesn't know what their future will be, but I suspect that something like that's going to happen. So that's why I think of it as midlife, not uh, um, midlife in the literal chronological sense of the word, yeah. but a midlife-like transition in their life as a group. In order for midlife to happen, there has to be death and end to old ways of living, basically. But clearly, if your hypothesis of the process is true, what normally causes that death to happen and what could you predict their liminality to be? The midlife transition is often triggered by um, the experience of death in one way or another. Either someone dies, literally, like grandparents or parents, sometimes mm -hmm. even um, your spouse um, through an accident or something, and it triggers the sense of, of um, limitation and um, that um, uh, time is not uh, endless. Uh, we do not live in uh, infinity, we live in temporality. And that um, we're all uh, subject to um, finitude. So it can be a sense of death, it can be a sense of looming death, it can be a literal death, uh, but death means an ending. And you, you hear that uh, note, uh, that uh, theme sounded in this album a number of times, certainly the sense of time passing, temporality is very clearly uh, sounded in this album. I think the, um, uh, the, the liminality, which is that betwixt and between time, between stages and phases of life is, um, what I described in my book in midlife as a kind of floating, a period of floating without a clear sense of direction or identity. Uh -huh. So one um, is, um, one has um, doubts and uncertainties, but it's also a creative time. <clears throat> it's a time when you let maybe new ideas uh, uh, come up that you hadn't uh, entertained before or uh, new possibilities start emerging um, that had not been in the picture before. You're, mm -hmm. It's a time of experimentation. Maybe they'll develop a, a new uh, way of being a group together. Uh, groups mm -hmm. go through these phases. Mm -hmm, and, yeah. um, they change, uh, change their themes, change their way of presenting themselves, change their personas. Um, and liminality is that <clears throat> betwixt and between period. So it usually lasts for a while in, in the individual lives. It's, it might last for five or more years. Mm -hmm. uh, I imagine it won't last so long for BTS, maybe a year or two, and then they will reemerge as something else. They're mm -hmm. no longer boys. They're yeah. it's not a boys band anymore. Right. So they have to find a new identity. Uh, when they're not boys, what are they? Uh, they have to become a different kind of group. Right. So um, would you say that the midlife ne doesn't necessarily have to be a negative? It could also be a positive? 
Well, it's absolutely a positive. It's a necessity for people right. to um, continue their development, to continue their individuation. You don't want people to go on throughout their entire lives as adolescents or young, young adults. They gain no wisdom, they gain no depth, they're not interesting anymore. They're, they're uh, um, old people who are trying to act like uh, young people, and um, it's kind of embarrassing. So they haven't developed um, their capacities for depth and wisdom and understanding and empathy with uh, um, all creatures, great and small. That's what you look for in the second half of life, and it's a very important development uh, necessary for people to uh, uh, go through in order to uh, realize their full potential as human beings. Right. In K-pop, and uh, we do have uh, our biases, you know, sometimes we have more than one or it's the whole group sometimes uh, where we state that we have a member that is our favorite. Do you feel like a bias is a projection of who we want to be, or could it be a projection of how we see ourselves? Um, I think people pick their favorites because they kind of fall in love with them. Uh, mm -hmm. In other words, you see one of these members that really attracts you, and you can't take your eyes off of them. They are very attractive, very attractive young men. Uh, and so you look at that group and you select uh, based on maybe your own interests, um, based on what we call unconscious images of the other, um, the animus or the anima, um, mm -hmm. that get projected onto them. Basically, it's a love affair. Uh, when the fans look at their favorite and they swoon, <laughs> they're in love. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you fall in love with somebody. So it's a projection, but a projection not of yourself, who you want to be, or your, um, uh, you don't want to be like them, you want to be with them. You mm -hmm. want to be in their presence. You want them to be a part of your life. Mm -hmm. You want to be partners with them. And so uh, it's, a, um, it's a kind of call to um, um, a, uh, uh, becoming conscious of a potential in yourself that you're projecting onto them, but it's, it's not something you're ego consciousness can become, but you can learn from them. You know, when you fall in love and you enter into a relationship, you change. Mm -hmm. right. uh, you change according to what the other person projects on you and what you project on them. And so in this relationship that fans have with the BTS, they also change and they, they grow from what they see, uh, what they hear, what the BTS is communicating, they learn from them. Uh, and so um, the love that uh, the fans feel for them can be very positive for their, for their growth. You'll never become a BTS uh, type star. I don't think the fans want to be that, but they <laughs> want to be with them and they learn from them and they grow with them. Um, right. It's a relationship. I mean, their label, Big Hit, has done a great job putting together different types of BTS content. Not only music, not only songs and music videos, but they've explored different branches of the entertainment industry, such as films, video games, variety shows, and even more. Now, they have a strong understanding of what armies enjoy, and 
At the same time, they know how to catch the general public's attention to gain more fans. It's safe to say they've mastered with flying colors, but what do you think are the best ways to grab people's interest as they've done? Well, they, uh, they or their managers are geniuses at grabbing interest, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and building this army base, uh, I don't know who did that. Uh, I mean, the army is very important for them, and uh, they have a strong relationship with the army, and the army helps them um, to keep their um, confidence and their uh, feeling that they are loved and needed and wanted. Mm -hmm. um, their managers um, know how to extend their reach into all kinds of media, as you say, and put them on television, on, on, uh, in, in settings where um, people, you know, see their, um, their brilliant performance uh, and, um, and uh, admire them and um, learn from them. So um, I don't know how this has happened exactly. I'm not in that business of um, popularizing um, people or groups, but uh, they, um, they have inserted them into many situations where then it's up to the BTS to grab the attention with who they are, what they have to offer. It's their smiles, it's their movement, it's their interactions with each other. Their dancing is fabulous. Uh, mm -hmm. Their uh, interactions, um, you know, their display of a kind of ballet uh, interaction with one another on stage is, um, you can't take your eyes off them. And uh, they're so good at that. So I think they're successful because they're so good, but also because their managers have been able to insert them in a lot of, into a lot of important settings. I first um, was exposed to them uh, when, um, uh, when they went to the United Nations and Aram gave that talk, a very impressive talk at the United oh, Nations, yes. the seriousness of that and the um, um, psychological depth that he was speaking from as a young person really impressed me. Mm. Uh, so I think they can impress you and, and hook you in many different ways. And then they know how to play with that and keep it going. The recent BTS news have stated that the group will not be coming out with another album this year and will focus on their tour. Uh, there's one last part to unlock from the map of the soul, which is the self. Um, do you have any predictions on where they'll, when they'll tap into that? if at all? Well, that would be maybe after their uh, midlife transformation. Um, oh. This um, entry into those depths of the psyche, the anima and animus level, mm -hmm. and the self are really um, uh, tasks that, are that we assign as psychologists to the second half of life, mm -hmm. where uh, one experiences self and world in a much deeper way than one did as a, as a younger person. So I think this would be um, this would be their future if they um, re um, recombine or reorganize themselves and and come out with a new album later on Anima and Animus. I would love that. Uh, mm -hmm. That could be very interesting. And mm -hmm. the self would be another synchronicity. Um, these are topics that they um, um, they could certainly. Uh, um, 
find a lot of um, material in for um, music and dance and performance, um, mm -hmm. especially anima and animus. Self would be a little more difficult. Um, it, it starts to become quite spiritual and um, metaphysical and, um, you know, um, reaches for the stars in a way yeah. that um, anima and animus are more grounded in the body and in feeling and in interaction and relationship, but at a level of maturity and depth that is really not usual in the first half of life. It comes mm -hmm. later. So maybe they'll be prepared for that after a couple more years. Would you say that you, Dr. Stein, are you close to realizing your true self? Well, I work on it. <laughs> I pay attention to signals that, um, you know, the true self is, it's a very um, uh, special concept. Uh, and you can think about it in several different ways. One way is to think of it in terms of wholeness and completeness. So that the broader uh, your understanding of yourself and the world around you, the more connected you are to the world around you in a deep way, um, mm -hmm. the closer you are to, ex you know, to, to experiencing the self. Mm -hmm. The true self is also, in Buddhism, uh, especially in Zen Buddhism, is mm -hmm. um, a, a state of mind which is, um, they, uh, they speak of the void or empty, uh, without structure and without any particular features. So it's a a, um, uh, a way of being in the world without uh, asserting the ego, oh. especially much, without trying to control anything, without simply observing and being in um, relation to the world around you in such a way that the, that world benefits from your presence. Just oh. what you say, it's from your being. And um, so that's, that's something that you can't... Um, you can't make happen, the ego can't uh, uh, construct it, it has to happen to you. Uh, and as you grow older, you can maybe start seeing some evidence of that. But I wouldn't want to put myself in that category yet. <laughs> I hope it's coming someday. <laughs> yes, I hope so too. <laughs> RM recently did state that they combined two albums in one for this most recent album. Uh, what did you think of BTS combining the shadow and the ego in this album, Map of the Soul 7? I did um, uh, look at it quite carefully and um, the songs that they uh, included and the ones they didn't mm -hmm. uh, and wrote a commentary on those songs. Um, I think it works. Um, the way the album runs is that they start with uh, the more superficial level of persona, and then it deepens into shadow, mm -hmm. and then it ends up with an, a very strong affirmation of ego integrity, uh, which is a, a development that um, we see in um, uh, people who are going through um, a maturation process. Uh, we often see it in our analytic work with patients. Mm -hmm. You start with uh, recognition of the of the persona. You start working with uh, shadow aspects. You bring them out into the open. You let yourself feel them. You let yourself 
express them in some ways, which is what you see in, uh, in these numbers. Mm -hmm. And then you also feel um, that, uh, that song, um, Black Swan, I found very impressive. Mm -hmm. um, a kind of crushing weight of the shadow figures around the white swan. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a period of darkness and sometimes depression that we go through. <clears throat> and then it moves toward um, affirmation of um, uh, the uh, oneness of, uh, of the person with the shadow, uh, uh, the shadow and the person are united. Uh, that's an integration of the shadow. And then toward the end, there is an affirmation of the ego, very strong. And that's very important. Um, climax of the first half of life to achieve ego strength, um, to affirm oneself as an individual and, uh, and to um, take a stand and a standpoint as an individual. Um, mm -hmm. So from that uh, development in the album, um, very interesting, impressive, and uh, psychologically um, uh, sound. I, our listeners are probably wondering, would you consider yourself like a fan or an army of BTS? I'm an interested observer. Um, <laughs> I know about BTS before I heard that they had, uh, they were creating an album um, based on my book, Map of the Soul. Mm -hmm. um, and so that caught my interest and attention for sure. And then I was contacted by some BTS army members and did some interviews and I started paying more attention to them. I do like to watch them. I like their music. You know, I'm more a classic musical music person. Uh, like okay. uh, Mozart and Beethoven and Schubert, that, <laughs> that period. Um, but uh, as entertainers, I find they're brilliant. Um, they, um, the, 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 especially the dance, uh, their, their ballet, uh, I'm, I don't, uh, of course, understand the words they're saying. I can read them in the text, so I study the words. The mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't really matter if you understand them or not while they're singing them, because it's uh, the sound comes over you, and uh, you're drawn into their world. So uh, I haven't been to a concert. Some my friends have gone. They say it's quite spectacular, although the age group there is much younger than my age group. Uh, but um, so I, I, I uh, wouldn't call myself a fan, but I would say I'm a very interested observer in, in what they're doing and what they're contributing to, um, to their generation and really to humanity at this um, difficult time in our global history. I'm very grateful that they're doing what they're doing. Oh, that's really nice to, to hear. I hope one day, too, that they'll be able to sit down and talk to you and learn from you, the author of the, the book. So. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> and also, I hope our listeners will also um, get the chance to read your book. It, it was amazing. Um, I tried to, I, I finished the book, but um, it took me a while. I had to really sit down and reread a couple of paragraphs because I was, I'm very, very new to this, to the world of psychology. <laughs> <laughs> the book was written for people who have a pretty strong background already. It's, it is an introduction to Jung's psychology, but it assumes quite a bit of previous study and reading. Um, 
the um, the new um, Map of the Soul Persona, Map of the Soul Shadow, we're now working on a book called Map of the Soul Ego, are much more introductory and easier to read. So uh, those are available now on Amazon. Um, and they've been translated. Uh, Map of the Soul Persona has been translated into um, Spanish, Korean, Chinese so far. And I think some other translations are in preparation. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick up those books and, and read it as well. But I really did learn a lot from it. And thank you so much for writing that, <laughs> writing that book. And Definitely, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you for reading it. <laughs> no problem. I can't wait to read the other ones as well. I haven't had the chance to read uh, Persona, Shadow, and Ego. So I'll make sure to do that as well. And I hope our listeners will also, you know, pick up those books. If there is any way that ARMY can, like, um, contact you or a website where they can reach you or social media, Dr. Stein, that um, you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I do have a website. It's um, murraystein.com, M-U-R-R-A-Y-S-T-E-I-N.com, a website. Otherwise, they can also contact me through the publisher, Chiron Publications, okay. uh, which is uh, the publisher of these uh, um, map of the soul, um, persona, map of the soul, shadow, and in press now, map of the soul, ego. Those three books can contact me through Chiron Publications. Once again, thank you so much for taking your time to join us on this interview. I know you're you're busy, and we're just really, really happy to have you on this podcast. <laughs> yes, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care now. Okay. Wow, that's the end of our episode. Like, I just, this has to be one of my most memorable episodes yet. And I know there's more to come, Definitely. Jose, but uh, how are you feeling? <laughs> I feel a little bit like better, a little less nervous. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, this is like really, really cool. If you think about it, like, we're going to have something to look back on mm -hmm. and. I, it's just the fact that we can say we interviewed Dr. Murray Stein, the author of the book that BTS based their Map of the Soul era around. We got that check mark, like on our resume. Resume. Yeah. No. At first, it was really intimidating, but uh, as we kept asking mm -hmm. questions, everything just started to feel a lot more. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Like yes, we're making it. Yeah. making it through but i learned a lot definitely and it also helped that like he was super chill yeah well. he was like, very nice he seems like a really chill sweet guy yeah <laughs> so that was that was really nice to have him as a guest and like i said hopefully we'll have him as a guest again in a future episode but <laughs> also can't wait for more special guests coming on that i hope you guys will also enjoy but i mean any kind of like we'll just say it now jose um, maybe in the future, let's, you know, uh, the universe, the law of attraction, uh, we could interview BTS. <laughs> <gasps> yes. Let's put it out there. Let's put, let's that put it out there into the universe. Ideas out in the universe, you know, thank you so much for tuning in another week. And as always, mm -hmm. make sure to tune in next week for another episode of interlude army. Woohoo! Yay! Make sure if you want to keep updated with us, follow our Twitter. That's Interlude Army PD. Again, that's mm -hmm. Interlude Army PD. 
And if you want to contact us via email to send us any type of feedback or your love army letters, make sure to send them to interlude.army.podcast at gmail.com. Yay. Thank you guys once again for joining us. Hope to Thank see you guys next week. Bye. Stay safe, everyone. Yes, please stay safe. Wash your hands. Kim Nam-Joon.